Good day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. Uh, we're going to talk about bone marrow, and bone marrow is something that uh, African-Americans need to be aware of. And uh, and I, I got somebody here that would like to help us all become educated on the need for black people to become bone marrow donors and, and everything else. And uh, so uh, before I begin, I want to ask everybody, if you're in here, please hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe. Also remember that we're black first. We put our community first in this platform. So put your hashtag, put hashtag B1 in the chat. If you believe that uh, our community should come first and that we need to prioritize ourselves and we want to build for ourselves. So uh, with, without further ado, I'd like to welcome uh, our special guest today, Dr. Andrea Gillespie. Uh, Dr. Gillespie is the um, the head of a, of a group called Angels in Disguise, and uh, they focus on uh, creating awareness that saves lives. Uh, that's what I see actually literally right here on the screen. I'm actually going to share the screen so you guys can see the website. And uh, and it has to do with um, with a lot of things, uh, but but we'll we'll get to that in a second. But uh, here you can see Angels in Disguise. Their mission is to conduct research and create awareness about the bone marrow registry and the critical need for Blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans to join the registry and donate bone marrow if matched with a patient in need. So uh, this is their website, and um, and I'm going to talk more about that in a second. But without further ado, I'd like to ask Dr. Gillespie, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Good, good. Good to see you. Good to see you. So um, Dr. Gillespie, uh, bone marrow and uh, African-Americans... Um, what do let, let's start from the beginning so angels in disguise i describe based on what i read what you do would you like to describe 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 what you do uh, for us in, in your words yeah so what we do is um a lot of people aren't aware first of all a lot of blacks in the um people in the black community aren't aware of the bone marrow registry. So we try to um, create awareness about the bone marrow registry and try to dispel some of the myths about bone marrow donation. And so the reason why this is so important and critical in the black community is because our match rate is only 23%. That means anyone that's in need that's black, of black descent, 77% of them will die looking for a match. And the reason. Oh, right, wait. So 77% of just so I can restate yeah. that to make sure I understand. So you're saying 77% of black people who need bone marrow die because they can't find a match. Correct. Accurate. Oh, wow. Oh, please continue. But that's because a lot of people aren't aware that over 90% of bone marrow matches occur within the same ethnicity. And that's because you do not match based on your blown, your blood type. You match based on your human leukocyte antigen or what you call HLA genetic marker. And so that is very unique, it's hereditary. And it's very difficult for blacks to even match with blacks because of the diversity of our HLA genetic marker. So if you look at the continent of Africa, how many uh, countries are there? And then how many tribes are there within each country? Then there's intermixing, and then there's intermixing outside of Africa. So our HLA genetic marker is the most diverse in the world. And to give you an example, there's over 7 million uh, Caucasians or whites that are on the registry, and that garners them a 77% match rate. However, for Blacks to meet that same 77%, remember, for whites, is 7 million. We would need 23 million on the registry 
just to get to 77%. So it's very important that we get on the bone marrow registry so that we can cure uh, Blacks that have bl blood-borne cancers, such as non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, leukemias, myelomas. Um, and um, did you also, did you know that a blood, um, a, I'm sorry, a bone marrow transplant actually cures sickle cell anemia? A lot of people aren't aware of that. I did not know that. Uh, yes. how, many of you, how many of you all knew that? Give me a yes or no in the chat if you knew that a bone marrow transplant can cure sickle cell anemia. Um, and also give me a yes or no if uh, if 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 you if or let me know if this is blowing your mind. I in the first three minutes I, I did I had no idea I had no idea that it was that deep. So seventy seven percent of us who need bone marrow transplants end up dying because they can't find a match. Uh, because we're of African descent, uh, it makes it harder to find a match because of the complexity of our. You said HLN is that right? HLA genetic marker. Our HLA genetic marker. I'm I'm in class. I'm I'm taking notes, Dr. Gillespie, just so you know. So our, <laughs> our HLA genetic marker is so is super complex. So it's very hard for us to find a match. And so for whites, they have seven million on the bone marrow registry, but we would need to actually have twenty three million in order to find the right amount of diversity. Is that correct? Yes, to even um, get the same percentage of matches as white people. Interesting. Yeah. So. Um, what what led you to be passionate about this topic? Um, is this something that you've been involved with your whole life, or did you have a personal experience that led you to get involved, or uh, how did you end up where you are right now? Well, fortunately, I didn't know of anyone um, that was in need of a bone marrow transplant. However, I did join the bone marrow registry back in 1994. There was a bone marrow drive at my um, job at the time, and I joined and didn't know anything about the registry. So I was just green and join, joining and not knowing what it meant. Seven years later, in 2001, I became a match with a black gentleman that was 46 years old with myeloid dysplastic dysplasia. And um, I donated. And there's two ways to donate. And we could talk about that in a moment. And I donated the surgical um, way that time. Unfortunately, three weeks later, he did pass away. And then um, not until 2015, December 1st, 2015, I was a donor again, and I donated the non-surgical way. And that was for a female, Black female, 43 years old with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And um, at the three-week checkup, I was contacted, and they said that she broke records. She was out of the hospital. She was considered cured, and she showed no signs of rejection. And I just thought, this is something, I, this has to be my mission. I need to get the word out there because it is an incredible feeling knowing that you literally saved a life. Mm, wow. Um, everybody who just came in, I'm talking to Dr. Andrea Gillespie uh, uh, from angelsindisguise.org. And uh, her mission in life is to convince us to consider donating bone marrow because a lot of our people die from um, not being able to get uh, the, don the, the bone marrow that they need. And um, also, if you could, please hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button. Uh, this, is, this is why we have Black Media, so we can put ourselves first. And also, we know health is wealth. 
So uh, this is why we have to talk about health and relationships and all these other issues that relate to wealth. Uh, we can't just talk about our economics, which we, we do on, on a daily basis. Um, so let me ask you this, Dr. Gillespie. So when it comes to bone marrow, uh, my perception had always been that giving bone marrow was complex and painful. Um, uh, and maybe, I don't know if that's true or not, but I'd be curious to know, uh, what, how would you respond to me if I said something like that? Well, um, there's two ways to donate. There is a surgical process and there's a non-surgical process. I've done both. The surgical process is the one I did in 2001. So obviously you are under, so you don't feel anything, but there's no surgical incisions. So it's not like they're slicing you open and just digging in your body or anything like that. So the things that you see on movies and stuff like that, that's a myth. So what they do is they use long needles and they put the needle um, into your pelvic bone because that is the bone with the most is bone marrow rich. And so they put it into your pelvic bone and they aspirate your uh, bone marrow out. They only allow to take out 5% and it's something that your body regenerates within three to four weeks. So it's not something that you're going to walk around thinking, well, what if I need my bone marrow? You get your bone marrow back and you're not feeling lethargic or anything like that in the meantime. So once they do that, the process is about 30 to 45 minutes. When you come to, um, there is a little tenderness and soreness on your um, back where they um, went in to get the bone marrow. And mm. not your back, your pelvic bone. And, um, and for like two days for me, like if I was to drop something on the floor, I would leave it on the floor because obviously mm. you don't want to bend that area. But that was the extent of my discomfort. Now, mind you also, there's no expense for the donor. The recipient's health insurance pays for everything. Your travel to and from the hospital, your checkups, everything. Mm. Now, the second procedure, the one I under... I, I did um, December 1st, 2015. That one is very, very simple. They're doing that procedure over 80% of the time. So more than likely, you would not even experience the surgical procedure. So the non-surgical procedure, a nurse would come to your home, your school, or wherever it is, every day for five days at the same time to give you a shot. Mm. That shot is called filgrastrum, and I'm probably saying it incorrectly. But um, the purpose of that is, and you might have heard it sometimes on commercials when you hear people that have cancer and they say, hey, they take filgrastrum to build up their white blood cells and, and bone marrow. So mm -hmm. basically, that's what you take. It's not chemo or anything like that. You're not going to lose your hair or anything like that. It's only going to make you produce extra stem cells. Hmm. So then on the day of the process, so for me, it was at Stanford University Cancer Hospital. You get there, they put you in luxury seats, they put movie screens in front of you, and they're all just for you. And I was excited because I was working on my doctorate program and I hadn't seen television in quite some time. So, <laughs> so that was exciting. But so they put a needle in one arm. And, and it comes out, um, your blood comes out in a tube and um, they aspirate your blood out. Behind you, they're separating the stem cells from your blood. 
and your other arm is a needle and they're giving you back your blood. So there's no waste. You won't feel lightheaded or anything because it's it, you don't even donate blood. So mm -hmm. it's, it's just the stem cells in the bone marrow. And that process does take about four to six hours, but there's no soreness afterwards. You can get up and run afterwards, you know, and, and your daily life. So there's no stiffness for a day or two, like I said, I had with the other procedure. And, and, and you save a life. Wow. 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 That's, 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 that's heavy stuff. Um, everybody was speaking to Dr. Andrea Gillespie. She's from angelsindisguise.org. That's the website. And uh, what she is explaining to us today, uh, and if you got in late, I think you should start at the beginning of this interview so you can listen to the whole thing. Talking about the importance of, of donating bone marrow. And, uh, and I, I can tell you what some of these, you know, these, these cancers that you talk about, um, I've lost people in my family to some of them. And so I, I'm definitely listening very intensely. Um, and everybody, if you could, please hit the thumbs up button, share and subscribe button. And also on a secondary unrelated note as well, uh, the Women of Wealth Weekend is coming up this week uh, with Fly Nubian Queen. They got about 21 different experts, uh, all women from all different backgrounds that cover everything related to wealth, uh, from uh, relationships and money to creating side hustles to making money, teaching an online class, uh, et cetera. A lot of professionals. So if you're interested and you want to take a look, go to uh, womenofwealthweekend.com. It's right there on the screen. So, Dr. Gillespie, let me ask you this. Um, what, uh, what, you know, when you talk about giving bone marrow, um, if I give one time, is my bone marrow always available for someone to use forever? And, you know, and, and then I've, I've given and I'm done, or are there people that just sort of give regularly, like maybe once a year to, to create extra bone marrow for more people? What, how do, how do people tend to give, like what sort of pattern do they have? Okay. So that's a lot of questions there. So first of all, you can't just blindly donate your bone marrow and they store it for later use. It's mm -hmm. only viable for about 48 hours. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So, so, so how do I know that they need me? Like, how does that, how does that work? They will not contact you until you become a match with someone. And because it's so rare for blacks to even become a match with blacks, a lot of people are on the registry that never gets called. And mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so it's very rare for like me to have been a match with two different people. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, so that's very uncommon. So I felt like, OK, so there must be a message here. I need to spread the word. I need to get this out here. Um, God but, is trying to tell you something. Go ahead. Yes, yes <laughs> so um, once you get the call, it's not oh, drop whatever you're doing, run to the hospital type thing. So each time that I was contacted, I did not donate until nearly a year later. And the reason is when the recipient is first diagnosed, the first thing that they do is to go out and see if they can find a match if it go comes to that. Because before you um, they do the bone marrow transplantation or even think of that, they first exhaust all other means. So they go through chemo and radiation and whatever tests and things that they um, want to try. They do that first. And then they look at um, bone marrow transplantation. So that's another importance of why we need to be on the registry is because once that person is at the point of needing bone marrow, that is their last life-saving effort that's available to them. 
Mm. Okay. So, yeah, so it's very critical. And it's not just because our HLA genetic marker is so diverse that matches are so difficult. It's also because we're not on the registry. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so 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 it, I like this, right? I mean, just I want to paraphrase it to make sure I understand it, so it helps. Hopefully, helps everyone watching to understand. So you're not telling people like go to the hospital right now and get the procedure right now. You're saying just put your name on the list so that if you're needed, you'll step up and save a life, right? So it's not like I'm saying you know, go ahead and, you know, I'm going to go through this procedure and maybe they'll need my marrow. Maybe they won't. You're saying get on the list. And then if someone's dying and you are a match, which is, which it sounds like the likelihood is pretty low, but if you are a match, uh, you get the opportunity to save someone's life. Is that correct? That is correct. And once you, um, I didn't finish that, that process. So once they do contact you and say, yes, um, we're ready for you. It's, you still don't just drop everything and run to the hospital. There's a, a process. So they um, there's a few uh, medical checkups that you have to go through to make sure that you're healthy. Hmm. So they draw your blood. They test for everything. So I look at it as the best one-year annual uh, physical checkup ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. They do, they x-ray you, they do everything because they're not just interested in your bone marrow to save this person's life. They want to make sure that you're okay as well. And so, so they're not just um, harvesting it and, and saying, we don't care what, what your outcomes are. And so after you do all of that, it could take about another two weeks and before you actually do the procedure. And also to, to join when you say, oh, call in and give your name. It's a little more than that. It's not difficult, but it's a little more. For example, this is, can you see that? This yep. is the kit to join the registry. So what you do, um, and I'll give you the call. You, you, there's a text to join, and then you can get this kit in the mail. So remind me to please tell you the text to um, join information. So this is what you get in the mail. Hmm. And inside of it is two cheek swabs. It's a little bright. It's hard to see. Okay. So what you do is you take one cheek swab. You swab it on only on one side of your cheek for 10 seconds. Hmm. Then you place it here under the sticky. And then you take the second one. And you do the same thing and you do it on the other cheek for 10 seconds. And then once you do that, and, and also, I'm sorry, there are some questions that you must answer too, like what is your contact information in case you are you do become a match and um, the contact information for one or two other people in case you move and you forgot to change your address and update your stuff with the registry. So but once you get this and you finish with the cheek swabs, you put it in the return addressed envelope and just drop it in the mail. Hmm. Okay. For your call. Okay. So, so to summarize, and we're talking about how to position ourselves to uh, be considered so we can save a life of someone in our community only if they need us <clears throat> after they've uh, exhausted every available option um, and uh, we are literally protecting that we're the guardians between 
life and death with the guardians between, you know, the life you live and going to heaven. Um, then what we can do is we can text, text the number, which you'll give us that information in a second. Right. Okay. Yes. And, uh, and then I will get a kit. And when I get my kit, because I say I'm using the, I'm using possessive language now, cause I'm going to, I'm definitely going to do this. Um, and just so you all know, I didn't know Dr. Gillespie before this interview. She, you know, it wasn't like I wasn't interested in what she had to say, but I, I, I like to hear things. And, you know, I encourage you guys to be critical thinkers. And I want you to do things after you've processed it, not because somebody told you. But uh, but I, I've heard you. So once I get uh, once I do the text, I'm going to get my kit. I'm going to swab the inside of my mouth a couple times, mail it back. And then I will be in the registry and I will almost like the National Guard be there to uh, ready to serve in the event that there that, that rare case it sounds like uh, that someone uh, matches with me and they need my bone marrow, which would give me the opportunity to save someone's life. Did I yeah. say that correctly? You sure did. All right, that makes me feel pretty good. I don't know about y'all. Tell me, give me a yes or no in the chat. I, I'm feeling kind of proud right now. This is good. Like this is you know it, because that that's something. There's something fulfilling about knowing that you're protecting your community, right? Like we are, we are protecting ourselves. Um, and I don't know if you, if you, if you've ever been here before, or watched any stuff we do here, Dr. Gillespie, but we're very big on, on doing for self and, and black uh, strength and wealth and protection and black family and protecting black women and women protecting the men and all of us protecting the children. And so I feel like this fits into that, right? Because we know how important our health is. So Dr. Gillespie, you mentioned uh, the text information that you wanted to share. Yes. So if you want to join, all you have to do is text the word stand up. Do not put, um, don't, don't put a space in between uh, stand and up. So just one word, stand up, text it to 61474. And then that's when they'll ask you questions as far as what's your name, your address, um, your contact information, and whether or not um, you have some health issues that would preclude you from donating, such as um, if you had cancer in the past five years and um, high blood pressure and, you know, some things that is um, prevalent in the Black community. If you have sickle cell anemia, you cannot join. But it will ask you all of those questions. Once you finish that, it is send, it, um, send you the kit in the mail and you just complete it and send it back. Now I must say you can join and donate if you're between the ages of 18 and then you age out at 61. Mm. You can join for free up until the age of 45. Once you're 45, they will charge you $100 to join. And that's just to offset um, pr processing your, um, your kit and your HLA genetic marker. The hundred dollars is a tax write-off as well. Hmm. All right. Not my company that's doing that—that that is the bone marrow registry. Hmm. All right. Well, you know what? Um, this is really interesting, and um, and I should make sure I say your name. Pe people are asking your name. This is Dr. Andrea Gillespie, or Andrea. Andrea. I'm sorry, Andrea. Dr. Andrea Gillespie. Uh, she's from AngelsInDisguise.org. And uh, Dr. Gillespie, is there any special way that people can actually reach out directly to you or to your organization? Just go to the website or is there another way that you prefer? 
you can do both either way. You can go to the website. There's a contact button on there, or you could email me directly. And by the way, my name is Indiria. It's a typo. Indiria. Indiria. I'm so sorry. I apologize. I apologize. That's okay. It's a typo on my birth certificate. Oh, so, really? Are you kidding yes. me? Yes. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yes. So my email address, it's long because my name is long. It's igillespie at angels-in-disguise.org. Or simply go to the website if that's too much for you. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, everybody, if you could take a second and please give a digital Thank you. And a digital round of applause uh, to Dr. Gillespie for her excellent work. Um, that's the website right there on the screen. Um, let her know that you appreciate what she's doing uh, by saving lives and, and doing this important work. Uh, also, uh, here's the text. Uh, if you want to join the registry to make yourself available in the event that somebody uh, matches with you and they need uh, bone marrow to stay alive, uh, that's how you can text to get on the list. And once you send the text, uh, the word stand up, no space in between uh, to 61474. You will receive the, the, the kit uh, that will get you onto the bone marrow registry. Uh, it's important that our people do it because uh, we have very complex. Um, she mentioned, see, I told you I was taking notes. Our HLA genetic marker is very yeah. complex because black people are special and we are we are God made us in, in, a, in a real special soup. So uh, our HLA genetic marker is comp complex, which means we need more donors to save more lives. And so uh, there we go. So that that's what it is. Uh, quick question I want to ask you, Dr. Gillespie. Um, your organization, is this is this a, a group that you run? Or are you part of the team? Or, like, uh, you know, how, how do you raise money? Can people make donations and stuff like that? Please. <laughs> yeah, okay. Tell me more. I am the founder of Angels in Disguise. So I was inspired after my second donation. I had saved a life. So I, uh, it is a nonprofit organization. So whatever donations you make, they are tax deductible. You can go on the website. There's a donate button on there. You can donate using um, PayPal or credit card. Also, there is um, there are some marketing collateral on there, some T-shirts and mugs. You can um, purchase T-shirts and things of that nature, and that'll help us also as far as giving us some um, program income so that we can get the word out there more. Um, also, before we move on, there was something else I would like to say, um, just to let you know how difficult it is for Blacks to become a match. So because we're underrepresented on the registry, if you think about it, there's 13% of Blacks that represent the population in the United States. However, we represent less than 7% of the population on the registry. So there's a huge disparity there. And then if you add that diversity of the HLA genetic marker, that's what makes our number so low. We're, we're, our match rates is 23%. And the nearest ethnicity to us, because we're the lowest of any ethnicity, is our Hispanics at 46%. So they're double our numbers, even though their numbers aren't great. They're double our numbers. And Native Americans have a 57% register, I mean, not registration, uh, match rate. Hmm. Wow. Wow. This is this is really interesting. Um, you know, I'm, I'm appreciative of, uh, our, you know, our mutual friend, Shante Pruitt, for making this arrangement because I didn't know. I mean, she reached out and um, 
mentioned that I I, I should uh, invite you in for an interview, and I, I was glad to do it because I just I think I think the world of Shantae. Uh, but you know, but now that you've actually educated all of us, and um, and I'm really happy you did that. So thank you. And by the way, I just went to your website as you were speaking. I just made a donation. So uh, if you go to Angels, yeah, I, I you know, it's like I, it's something that I'm really persuaded by. So um, the website is right there on the screen, angelsindisguise.org. If you would like to support, you guys know the importance of us supporting our own institutions, our own organizations, our own businesses. Uh, and because freedom ain't free. If you want to be free, you got to pay your bills. So uh, let's support uh, people that are doing good work in the community. So I want to say thank you so much, uh, Dr. Andrea, Indiria, sorry, Dr. Indiria. I appreciate uh, all your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. And so, uh, so everybody give uh, Dr. Uh, Gillespie a Gillespie a, um, a digital thank you, digital round of applause as you hit the thumbs up button, share button and subscribe button on your way out. And don't forget also that this weekend we have the Women of Wealth weekend event that's happening. It's going to be really good. In fact, um, Dr. Gillespie, I should show you the site because you're going to be impressed. This is, um, uh, this is Laneige Vet is actually running this and, uh, and they've gathered all these black women experts in all areas of wealth and economics. And, uh, and so here is, uh, you see so many women, it's over 20 women with all different backgrounds from Cassandra Cummings with stocks and stilettos, Constance Carter, who owns the largest black real estate firm in California, Vicki Dillard, who's just world famous and Jade Arendelle, who's an amazing activist and Simone Kassan, who's in the cannabis industry, uh, Shaheen Mohammed, the wealth doula. Uh, we've got insurance, corporate, Dr. Nicole Price, Charlene Boyd. So a lot of great women, even uh, my fiance is participating, Dr. Alicia. She's a full professor of social work and a couples counselor. So they're doing a session on financial lovemaking. So uh, this is uh, this is what it is. Uh, the women of wealth uh, I won't be there because uh, black women are speaking. And when black women are speaking, I know when to shut up. Uh, but if you are interested in being a part of this, the URL is right there on the screen, womenofwealthweekend.com. So uh, um, take a look at that as well. So thank you again, Dr. Gillespie. Uh, it was great. And uh, you guys take care and have a great day. And uh, we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.